0: This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. I said it wrong again. Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to News Fighters for today, Friday, July 10th, 2020, live from my parents' house. Because 2020 keeps being full of surprises. And of course the big story this week is the return of the lockdowns to Melbourne due to a huge COVID-19 outbreak which appears to have come about due to breaches of hotel quarantine. Thanks to under underpaid outsourced security guard contractors. Now of course this is an absolute uh, tragedy for the people of Victoria and Melbourne and our thoughts go out to them having to endure another lockdown. But I have to say I am absolutely loving watching Rupert Murdoch's Sky News turn into left-wing socialist as they launched tirades against the culture of outsourcing and insecure work that led to this. The most important task in this whole national pandemic response, the most important task for the medical and economic health of the nation was outsourced to poorly trained private security firms who were not fit for purpose. Who on earth considered outsourcing Mm. this security? We know guards who have worked across two and three hotels we also hear of guards that may have done shifts mm. with quarantine guests, then moved on and you know guarded a supermarket or, or moved on to another job. Some of them are, are saying that they've been Uber drivers in their spare time. So you God help us. Don't worry, Sky News hasn't totally turned into Green Weekly. They still managed to find a way to blame all of this on Black Lives Matter protesters, including this from their guest, Health Minister Greg Hunt. I. Small number uh, of people who felt that uh, once the protests had occurred, uh, that uh, gosh, if it's okay for 10,000 to get together, surely it's okay for 10. Don't forget, if you go shopping, you'll die. But if you go demonstrating under the guise of Black Lives Matters, well, that's too difficult to address. Is that if there's been any slackness, any complacency from Victorians, it's come about because Daniel Andrews and his government were so weak in allowing those protests. Oh, yes, it's absolutely true. I know all of the uh, untrained, underpaid security guards didn't even think about having sex with uh, the people they were meant to be guarding until after they'd witnessed a spontaneous uprising in support of ending systemic racism. That's exactly the logical uh, progression in how that goes. You have the the protests against ending racism and then you bonk the people with um, COVID. Uh, Meanwhile, in New South Wales, Premier Gladys Berejiklian let out this warning. Things are revolving, moving very quickly and accordingly. I don't want anyone to feel surprised by any decisions or announcements we make in the next few days. So any Sydney side is there trying to uh, read between the lines I think the translation obviously is go to the pub now while well, you still can go to the pub, get your hair cut at the pub, get a drunken haircut go to the gym lick all the exercise machines drink a schooner on the on the treadmill at the gym now And now on to the biggest politics and news story from the south coast of New South Wales that I'm only just getting around to covering. It's the Eden Monero by-election. It was on last weekend and, uh, spoiler alert, nothing changed. As expected, it was a close call, but Labor has claimed victory in the eden Monero by-election. A long and late night of counting produced a status quo uh, result. Yes, a status quo result in that the primary votes for both major parties were down, down. Primary votes are down. And also... Insert some other status quo song reference here, I can't be bothered. Just Google it yourself, put in the joke there. Okay, but in the middle of a global coronavirus pandemic, this by-election was always going to be different. It will be a unique election with no baby kissing or handshaking. Yes, no baby kissing. Which is just as well, because at the federal election last May, Scott Morrison tried to steal a baby on camera. Okay, now <laughs> yeah, she's out. Oh, we'll, we'll pick her up in a week. <laughs> now, of course, the right-wing news media will insist that Scott Morrison returned the baby. But if so, where's the footage? That's all I'm asking. I'm not saying Scott Morrison definitely ate the delicious baby, but all I'm saying is where's the footage? Release the footage, Scomo. Otherwise, you're a baby eater. And as for the handshaking during the campaign, well, even before COVID, the people of Eden Monero proved they hated handshaking, especially when Scott Morrison visited. In the town of Cavargo, where residents devastated by bushfires refused to shake the I'm Prime Minister's hand. I'm only shaking your hand. hand if you give more funding to our RFS. Yes, now thanks to COVID, politicians, when they visit bushfire-affected areas, have an excuse why nobody wants to shake their hands. Thanks, COVID. Um, So what brought about this by-election on the New South Wales south coast? The bellwether seat of Eden Monero will become vacant with the resignation of the Labour MP, Mike Kelly. Former Army colonel who served in Somalia, East Timor and Iraq has been battling serious health problems. Yes, for the first time I can remember, a by-election was not caused by someone forgetting their secret foreign citizenship, but rather Labour's Mike Kelly resigned from Parliament due to ill health. It turns out he's not so sick that he can't work for an American military contractor. A secretive U.S. company with links to the CIA has hired former Labor MP Mike Kelly just days after he retired from federal politics due to ill health. Gee, that was quick. It's a little bit like a... If you're feeling sick, so you call into work to take a sick day uh, and you accidentally get hired by a multinational defense contractor. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? No, of course, I'm kidding. Nobody gets sick days anymore. Yes, Mike Kelly is off to work for an American IT company called Palantir. So uh, what kind of stuff do they do? Really, the controversial side of Palantir uh, is uh, the side that allows for law enforcement uh, to target specific groups uh, or Uh, ICE in particular uh, to target immigrants, the software from Palantir, has been used to kill people. Oh, Gee, Mike Kelly, if you wanted to semi-retire on the South Coast, why didn't you just do what everyone else does down there? Pickle veggies or grow weed? Yes, so with Mike Kelly quote-unquote retiring, a floodgate of candidates opened up and first to the gate was New South Wales Transport Minister Andrew Constance. The State Transport Minister, Liberal Andrew Constance, has changed his mind about quitting politics and will instead run for the seat. I couldn't turn my back on, you know, the communities that I'm seeking to represent. Yes, he couldn't turn his back on. Oh, no, wait, he did. Less than 24 hours after announcing his candidacy to run for the federal seat of Eden Monero, Andrew Constance has now changed his mind. Oh, so you thought he was going to run and then he never turned up? Well, what do you expect from the man in charge of Sydney buses? So instead of running for the federal seat of Eden Monero, Constance decided he had more important people to screw over. Good evening. Tens of thousands of Sydney train commuters could be slugged hundreds of dollars more a year under a shake-up of Opal fares. Up to 20% of the 1.3 million daily train trips will be affected. Around a quarter of a million trips costing more. We are very mindful of the affordability of public transport. Yes, because the best time to make essential public services more expensive is in the middle of the worst recession in 100 years. Everyone has all that extra money to spend. Also, what the hell is this? Thousands of Sydney siders are set to pay more to get to work every day with the peak hour window to be extended. Peak hour will be extended to 6.30 to 10 in the morning and 3pm to 7pm in the afternoon. Wait, Sydney's peak hour now goes for 7.5 hours to 7pm In the afternoon? I think if peak hour is legally allowed to go for almost eight hours then we need to do the exact same thing and extend our happy hours. Am I right? I mean Albo's with me. Albo likes a beer after work. Okay but enough with my personal gripes about our completely overpriced unreliable and substandard transport system that's such an international disgrace that even if it was free it would still be overpriced. Who else was running for Eden Monero? Tony Abbott, the former Prime Minister, is being pushed as a Liberal Party candidate for the seat of Eden Monero in this upcoming by-election. Yes, thankfully it turns out that was only a rumour, and I believe we found the anonymous man responsible for starting that rumour. What do you have to say for yourself? I've never seen anything like this before. So with Abbott a no-show, in the end the Liberals decided to go with the same local candidate they ran last election. I'm Fiona Cotvoys, the Liberal Party candidate for Eden Monero. I was born down in a farm, Dignam's Creek. Which is down near Bega I grew up on Dignam's Creek As a child The Cotvoys are actually Old neighbours and family Friends of ours Her dad Martin Used to drive my school bus Which was an old Valiant station wagon So I could say I even know Fiona Cotvoys And I would say I even know her better Than Scott Morrison did At the beginning of the campaign Today Robin Congratulations Thank you Robin Fiona Close enough, eh Malcolm? So onto the campaign, and of course this region was absolutely devastated during the Black Summer bushfires and is now struggling to recover in the middle of a global pandemic. So of course, the biggest event the news media focused on during the entire campaign was when a guy yelled, get off my lawn. 10,000 Australians. Can everyone get off the grass please? Sure. Let's just move back from there. Come on. Hey guys, I've just reseeded that. <laughs> Sorry, mate. All good? That's all good. Thanks. Come on. Seed funding aimed at bringing buyers across yeah. the lawn. Sowing the seeds for economic recovery. Onto the footpath. That's all good. Thanks. And on with the sales job. Hey, guys, I've just re that. The green, green grass of homes the least to expect. Make sure you get off that bloke's lawn. To which every viewer in Sydney asked, what's a lawn? The other big clip doing the social media rounds this campaign was from Parliament when Scott Morrison was asked about the uh, lack of hospital facilities in the electorate. Women from the Yass Valley are currently forced to travel an hour to Canberra or Goulburn to give birth. As a result, a number of women have been forced to give birth on the side of the Barton Highway. Does the Prime Minister agree that that is unacceptable? The Prime Minister has the call. Thank you, Mr Speaker. Well, I'm pleased to let the member know that's why we've committed $150 million to upgrade the Barton Highway, uh, which includes the duplication members on my left the highway from the ACT members on my left towards God never get Scott Morrison to call an ambulance for you he's likely to call the NRMA roadside service guys instead I told Scott I was having a heart attack and all he did was tell me about the toll roads he's building and as for the government response to the Black Summer bushfires and the recovery for locals it leaves a bit to be desired it's been six months since bushfires devastated the town of Cobargo but residents say the clean up has been slow and financial relief Hard to come by. Out of the 917 properties destroyed in Cobargo, more than 700 still need clearing. Where um, is the money? Yeah. That's what we're all saying. Yeah, where is the relief money? It's not like Scott Morrison to just announce funding for things and then not follow through, is it? Oh, uh, yeah. Then there was the drought fund. The PM announced $7 billion in funding, but the actual spend was closer to $2 billion. The same went for the $2 billion bushfire recovery fund. Only $529 million actually spent so far. And the National Disability Insurance Scheme saw an underspend of $4.6 billion. OK, but calm down, everyone, says the Liberal candidate Fiona Koffer. The Coalition has actually done a lot for people in the electorate. Fiona, why should people vote for the, Labor, uh, the Liberal Party if they want the government to be doing more for them the coalition has been in government for seven years wow um the coalition and the, has done a huge amount across our electorate if we look at what it's done for small business you know the list goes on at the moment we've had an extension of the instant asset write-offs we've had reduced tax rates geez thanks for that hey kids get out of the tent thanks for the uh, incident asset write-off tonight we're going to sleep under dad's new office photocopier Okay, look, as an old family friend who grew up with the cop boys, I feel bad playing these clips of Fiona. Personally, I know her as a really nice person. I think she probably would have been a very strong local member for Ed Monero. But at the end of the day, she was running for the party which believes tax cuts magically solve everything. Also, the Liberals are arguably the worst party when it comes to addressing climate change and reducing carbon emissions. But Fiona showed they are good at recycling. The same old talking points. My belief is very clear. I believe that the climate is changing and I believe that humans are contributing to that change. We've got a great plan in terms of reducing emissions. And I'm really proud that Australia is one of only a handful of countries that will achieve our targets by 2030. All of this has to start with us as individuals. And we've put our, fo- our, mouth where our, f- our foot where our mouth is. Wait a second, you put your foot where? Are you sure you didn't hire Bill Shorten's gaff writer for that one? Anyways, after a mid-pandemic by-election campaign longer than a Melbourne lockdown, Scott Morrison ultimately decided to socially distance himself from even being in the electorate on election night. The best way I can support the people of Ede and indeed Australians, right across the country, is to stay at my post. But yes, at the end of the day, the result was a win for Labour's Christy McBain. And who knows? Hopefully Scott Morrison will also stay at home whenever the next federal election is, which thankfully is not for a really, really long time. The economy to be central in a general election, most likely late next year. What? Next year? But we just had the federal election. Please, I hope that's not true. Andrew Proben, tell me you just put... Our foot where our mouth is. Okay, that was News Fighters for today. It was written and presented by me, Dylan Boehner. Just a reminder, if you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review us on iTunes or buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. Thanks for listening. Keep fighting, wash your hands, and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Planning for your next trip?